0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I am the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It's the 30th of May, the day after Memorial Day. Um, and I'm so glad to be back with you. I've been absent the last couple of weeks. Uh, just away on some personal things and uh, uh, taking a little bit of rest. And uh, so glad to be back with you, though. Uh, yesterday, of course, was a, a holiday, at the, uh, Memorial Day. Uh, many of us had the day off, or at least we took the time to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for a nation. And uh, as we uh, celebrate Memorial Day or observed it, uh, we always want to remember uh, those who Paid the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Uh, I get to be on the radio. We get to uh, have our freedoms because they defended those freedoms. And we never want to take that lightly. We never want to take that for granted. And also, we just want to remember to pray for those who are currently serving, our veterans. We thank you for your service. Uh, You, um, The work that you did, uh, the service and sacrifice is honorable And we are very grateful for that. So in about five weeks, we're going to be celebrating Independence Day. And as we have Memorial Day weekend, and as we will be headed, uh, of course, July 4th, Independence Day, uh, we are to pray for our nation. It reminds us to. um, Our nation needs prayer. Our nation needs the Lord. So I just want to remind you of that. But back with you on this Tuesday, this traditionally starts uh, the summer season Uh, Lots of graduations took place over the last couple weeks. Perhaps that you had a high schooler that graduated or somebody in college. Congratulations to all the graduates that are out there in this new chapter of your life. I know that we went to several graduation gatherings, and uh, we uh, are so glad to be a part of uh, those young people's lives, whether it was uh, college or whether it was high school. And I just want to remind you, if you're listening, if you graduated from high school or college, God wants to do so much in your life, stay close to Him, stay close to Him, trust Him and what he's doing in your life, continue to grow in the things of the Lord. so lots have been happening uh i'm sure in in your life as well as we enter into the summer season, and so we're just very, very grateful. And um, just very thankful for that. Uh, it is, as I said, Tuesday, the thirtieth of May. I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM uh, along the front range in Colorado. It looks like some weather's coming again. A lot of rain, uh, almost record setting rain, one of the wettest Mays that we've had. It brings blessing to where uh, we don't have to water our lawns. Uh, we don't have to you know uh, to worry about fires right now. Uh, but it does bring challenge to those who are out in the field trying to plant in the rivers rising. So uh, we're just going to trust in the Lord. Be careful out there. Severe weather comes in. Uh, there has been a number of days where hail has uh, hit us here in Greeley. Aurora has been hit, Ca- uh, Castle Rock, uh, Parker, just uh, along the Front Range, um, Longmont and others. Uh, on uh, Sunday, we got hit with hail again here. So just be careful. Be weather aware as uh, the weather continues to be wet and storms, a possibility it looks like as I sit here in Greeley looking out that there is uh, perhaps a a cell just south of us. Uh, Be careful as you drive. uh, Take your time. And just want to remind you that as June is actually the severe weather month for us here in Colorado, for some of you in the Midwest, uh, it is earlier in April and May, but uh, we're a little bit behind you guys, so just be careful and uh, pray that as you enter into summer, you have a safe summer. The rivers are high right now; uh, there is still snowpack up in the mountains. Uh, so just use wisdom and caution and and patience as you are out. I want to welcome all those who are also who are listening live online on whether the uh, Grace FM app or whether you are listening online with the uh, Grace FM uh, uh, website on your computer. Welcome uh, on this Tuesday. And then all those who are listening by Radio by Grace throughout the nation, uh, 78 stations and uh, several states. We want to welcome you as well. And then those who are week delayed, Hope FM, Truth FM uh, on the East Coast, Higher Rock Radio in Idaho, and then Living Waters Radio uh, there in Corpus Christi, Texas. You guys are fairly new to our Calvary Life family, And welcome you once again. Give me a call. Love to hear from you guys. But we have an open line. The phones are starting to ring and on hold. And we're going to go to the phone lines. Let me give you the number. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number that gets you on the air with me to ask your questions or to give your prayer requests. And the text line is 720-336-0897 for texting only your questions and your prayer requests. And if that's a better way for you to communicate to me, uh, go ahead and send a text. And as time permits, we'll go to the text line. But we got a, one open line. We're going to go to the phone lines here. We're going to go to Malachi and Thornton. Hi, Malachi. Hi, Pastor. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. You're, you're on the air.
2: All right, cool. I was um, talking with some Catholics about the Rosary and just about praying to saints in general. And um, they brought up Revelation 5-8 and also the transfiguration of why they think that, like, it's biblical to do these certain things. Those were two of the actual scriptures that they could point to. And Revelation, I'm just... I, I couldn't really figure it out, you know. I think that I have to do a lot more studying, so I, th- I thought that I'd just talk to somebody who I knew had more
3: experience yeah. than I do. Revel- Revelation uh, five eight um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that. Um, it talks about, it's that heavenly scene, and it speaks about right. when, you know, John there sees the Lamb take that seven-sealed scroll out of the hand of the Father. Um, right. Chapter 4 is that scene around the, uh, the throne, uh, the activity around the throne with the four living creatures, um, the uh, you know the uh, 24 elders and all of that. And, yeah, and then guess. in verse 8 of chapter 5, now when he had taken the scroll, yep. that is Jesus, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp of golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints." Um, what they're saying is, see the prayers of the saints, that is uh, a reference to, we pray to the saints. That's not what's being said here. When you go through the epistles, when you can look at this, when Paul writes mm. to Colossae, when he writes to Philippi, when he writes to the churches, he would greet them and saying to the saints that are in Colossae, to the saints that are in Philippi. I so the word saint isn't the same the biblical definition isn't the same of of what um you know we were taught i grew up in the catholic church we we were told that we were to pray to saints you're to pray to certain saints for certain things you know this right. saint for a miracle this I saint begin. for whatever yeah, yeah. and There's nowhere in Scripture that tells us, matter of fact, it forbids that we are to pray to others. The biblical definition of a saint is a believer. So if you're a believer, you're a saint. It's not somebody who's been canonized through the Catholic Church after their death if they meet the qualifications. So it's the prayer of the saints as um, you and I, as we pray, Mm -hmm. God hears those prayers. You know, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done— we're praying for God's kingdom to come. And here is that seven-sealed scroll that's about ready to be opened up that's going to usher in the tribulation period that's going to conclude with Jesus coming and establishing his kingdom. But a good verse to show them is Paul writes to Timothy, and he says that there's one mediator between God and man, right. and man Christ Jesus. So that's you, you probably have shown them that. Mary yeah, is not a yeah, Mary's not a, a mediator, and right. they, be, they believe in the perpetual virginity of, yeah, of Mary. Yeah, I've
2: heard a bunch of stuff lately.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, Mary had other children. Uh, they're named in the you Gospels, even. see how smart even.
2: these uh, Catholic teachers are, some of them, so it's kind of, like, shocking, you know? It kind of shakes you a little bit when you hear their beliefs and then. Well, You think it can, yeah.
3: It can be that. Yeah, it can be that way with a lot of people. You know, whether it's the Mormons, whether it's the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, their knowledge, and that's why it's important to know the scriptures. And you can just say, "Hey, that Jesus is the one that we go to. Jesus is the one that we pray to. There's one mediator. Mary's not a co-redemptor. We don't pray to Mary. There's nothing in the scriptures that indicates that." Matter of fact, the last time that we see Mary, she's in the upper room with the disciples in the book of Acts, and she's praying with the disciples. They're not praying to her. She's praying with the disciples. Jesus died for her sins. She even mentions that in the Magnifico uh, in Luke's Gospel. She was a very special young lady, a very godly young lady, uh, highly favored of God. Uh, But Jesus came and died for her, and Jesus is her Lord. And there's nothing in the Scripture that says that we pray to the saints. Uh, we know that in the book of Revelation, when you go into chapter 3, that Jesus mentions to the church of Ephesus that you hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And and I hate that doctrine, too, is what Jesus said. Nico means to rule, laitan the laity, to rule over the laity, that you have to go through a priest, you have to go through a pastor, you have to go through a mediator, to get to jesus jesus says i hate that doctrine and the great thing about being a christian is this that we have access to the father through jesus christ we're adopted sons and daughters of jesus christ where we can cry out abba father so we have that relationship directly to him and that is so wonderful and when we really make that our own that we can call out to the lord we don't go to the saints the saints can't do anything for us mary didn't save us Jesus alone went to the cross, rose from the grave, and died for our sins. And he alone is Lord, and he alone is our mediator. And uh, so that's what you want to point out to them. And, and I think that that's a wonderful truth um, for them to really to begin to embrace. Um, because, you know, all the other saints and everything else that they embrace, is just uh, man's tradition. It's not in the Word of God. And we always want to test everything through the Word of God. So good question, Malachi.
2: Um, I thank you for clearing that up for me. Helped a lot.
3: Yeah. And just speak the truth and love to them, you know. Of course. And give them Jesus. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Feel free to call back anytime. All right. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Jeff Figgs. Of Calvary Chapel Greeley, with you back, with you once again on Calvary Live. So blessed to be a small part of your lives. Love to hear from you. Give me a call. Uh, we got a couple open lines, and uh, this is really your show where you get to call and ask your questions, or maybe you need prayer. Uh, we want to take you to the Word of God. You know, there's a lot of voices that are out there, and and we want to hear the voice of the Lord. We want to be established in God's Word. John would write in his epistle that we're to test the spirits to see if they are of God, because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world, and there's a lot of people that have religious talk um they will talk about you know God, but we need to always base it on the Word of god and and filter it through the Word of God and be established in truth because there's a lot of deception and there's just a lot of weirdness that's out there. And that's why I want to remind you that it's very important that you get into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that's going to come alongside of you and help you be established in the truth of God's Word. And also for you to remember, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible. Continue on in the Scriptures. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Felix in Baltimore. Felix,
4: good day, sir.
3: Felix, you're on Calvary Live.
4: Yeah, um, my question about as uh, on tithing. Mhm. Yeah, um, I I know tithing is ten percent of your income, and uh, that is ten percent of your income. And uh, my quest, uh, my my issue is uh, is with place of tithing. Where are you supposed to pay your tithing? I'll give a scenario, right? Okay. Suppose I ha- I have my mo- I have my tithe my tithe with me, the money to pay my tithe, and I and I have a brother who is going through some stuff and uh, needed help. Maybe somebody is sick and they needed some money. You know that issue. And I have my tithe with me, and he asks me for money, and I don't have any other money, and I'm taking this tithe to the church to pay uh, to 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 make the payment and the church. Am I really a Christian if I do that? Is it right that I give him the money? Did I pay my tithe if I give him the money? If I don't give him the money and I take the money to the church to pay tithe, am I really a Christian?
0: Yeah.
3: Well, a couple things as we back up. I just want to, you know, just kind of answer what you're asking because perhaps you gave your money uh, and other people perhaps face this. Maybe they got it you know a tithe maybe an offering that they want to give to the church and all of a sudden they give it to somebody else or something else am i still a christian given the tithe does not make you a christian what makes you a christian is your faith in Jesus Christ right so no, no that's you're... my
4: question currently yeah
3: uh, you...
4: if, if i if i did not give it to if i did not solve their problem with the money save them maybe somebody's sick Need money for drug. And he asked me for money to buy drug, right? Or medicine, right?
5: I didn't well, give the, him
4: the money because I ha- is my tithe money. That's all yeah. the thing that is left with me. And I took the money to the church without saving that person. You know. So I really displayed the quality of a Christian
3: doing that. Here, here's the thing about the tithe again. The tithe the Lord says in the book of Malachi belongs to me. And he would rebuke them because they were keeping the tithe. And in the New Testament, when it comes to giving, the qualification is that you're to give freely and willingly, you're to give cheerfully, as Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. So when it comes to the tithe, the tithe is a good model, it's a good uh, principle for us to follow after, um, to to give to the church, to give to the Lord. that should be a priority with us. And the Lord says that, that the tithe belongs to me. Um, and But the thing is, we're to do it cheerfully. We're to do it willingly. We are to do it um, in a way that uh, that we're given freely. That's really the New Testament qualification of giving. A tithe, again, is, usually goes to the church, and then the offerings go to ministries after that. Um, and, you know, there's debate about all of that, but how the Lord leads you and all that— there may be a time where somebody says, I need to give to this person who's in need, and I'm going to give to that um, as an offering or whatever. That's between them and the Lord. So I think that it's really important to understand, and I, I think you got a good grasp of this, that the tithe, you know, our um, giving to the Lord should be a priority. And that's something that the Christians can really struggle with. Um, at the end of the month, things can be tight. Uh, But the Lord says to give to me, and this is actually one area in Malachi where he says, test me. And um, it's the only time the Lord says, test me, and see that I'll provide for you. And he talks about uh, the storehouses of heaven uh, being a blessing and available for us. So giving to God is very important. It it isn't a a priority. Um, It should be a priority um, as we put out our budget. We, We work with young couples uh, that are getting married, we always talk about budgeting. We talk about financial matters, uh, because the two things that really get, um, you know, a strain on a marriage or a relationship is is finances and communication. and And we talk about giving to the Lord. Uh, Paul would say, you know, work with your hands that you may have something to give, uh, and we are to give to the Lord. It's not if, but we are. But uh, what you give freely, willingly, and cheerfully to the Lord, and that should be a priority. And, and if you go to the Lord and pray, and uh, you know, uh, in an offering uh, after that. Uh, but I, I think you're hitting um, the nail on the head when we need to be wise. People will come here and they have need, and we want to be wise in it because uh, we want to be discerning. We want to uh, be able to to do that which God leads. So it, it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment, uh, but but the giving to the Lord is a priority. So really appreciate your question. It's it's a uh important question. It's something that Christians wrestle with. Go to the Lord. Find out from the Lord uh what he would have you do, but giving to the Lord is the priority in our lives. 303 690 3000 is the call in number. The text line seven two zero three three six Oh eight nine seven, you know, giving is something that uh, we don't always like to think about, but the Lord desires for us to invest in the kingdom, and He says, "Store up your treasures in heaven, where rust, you know, and and it, it, things it won't rust, and moss and uh, won't come in, and uh, you know, and eat away, and where thieves won't break in and steal." And as we invest in the kingdom, Paul actually to the Philippians talks about the fruit that abounds from the ministry goes to your account, to your eternal account. And there's rewards to be given for those who are giving to the Lord. We want to invest in the kingdom. We want to give to him freely. And that is something that the Bible is very clear about. Now, where it gets kind of mixed up and confusing is when you have ministries that really manipulate people in the seed faith movement and all of that to give. Give freely, give willingly. A tithe is a good principle to start with. The offerings... Um, after that, uh, the tithe usually going to the church that you belong to, uh, but you be led by the Lord as the Lord leads you. Uh, got an open, two open lines, 303 690 3000 is the call in number. The text line seven two zero 720 336 0897. Let's go to uh, MacEo in Denver. MacEo. It- MacEo?
6: Yes.
3: How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for calling. You're on You're Calvary welcome. Life. Go ahead.
1: My question
7: is, um, why are we images of God?
3: So, why we're made in the image of God? Yeah. Like what Genesis said, where they said, let us make man in our image? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what that means is, is we're made in the image of God. God made us different. He breathed. He gave us a spirit. He breathed life into us. Um, it means that we have emotions. It means that uh, we have the capability to worship Him. That's really the essence of what's being said. One of the things that God has innately put in us is a desire to worship Him, and that's that's. You know, we are created for his good pleasures, as the book of Revelation says. Um, and so we're made in the image of God. It's different than the animals. You can have Fido, your dog, or Fluffy the cat, and you don't see Fido making an altar in the backyard worshiping the Lord uh, because they weren't made in the image of God. You and I were made in the image of God to where we have a desire innately in us to worship the Lord. Now that gets suppressed uh, by people hardening their hearts. Uh, but to be able to commune with God, to be able to worship Him, and uh, to be able to have that uh, relationship with Him that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so to me, that's a simple uh, explanation of we're made in the image of God. He created us to have fellowship with Him. And I think that anything short of that, that people, they're not truly satisfied in their hearts, in their souls, and their spirits, something is just missing because he made us to know him and to fellowship with him and to love him and to enjoy him. And so we're made in the image of God. So that's what it means.
1: Oh.
3: Yeah. Good question. Thank you. Thank you for calling. God bless you. You're
1: welcome. God bless you
3: too. Uh Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. Text line seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Kelsey in Johnstown. Hi, Kelsey. I'm, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you today?
6: Good. Thank you.
3: Thanks um, for calling.
6: So, oh yeah. So my question is, uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty five. It says. Um, there is a way that seems right, but in the end leads to death. Mm -hmm. And the way that I was interpreting that is like in Proverbs, because I read one each morning, um, there's a lot of like Proverbs that say like, you know, a man um, sees his path as correct, but God, like God's way is right. Like Proverbs 3, um, like 6 and 7 kind of say that. And there's a few others. So this one was kind of—I was interpreting it as saying, like, the way that seemed right is the way that, like, man sees as the way to go, but in the end it leads to death of, like, you're not walking with God.
3: Yeah, I think and you're I was, on the you're on the right track there. Um, there Maybe it seems what's right. People say, this is right for me, you know, and they will not accept Jesus Christ. I, I believe in a God. Uh, I believe in a, a force— I believe in Hinduism, Buddhism, Muhammad, whatever, and, and it may seem that's right to them, but it leads to death, it leads to spiritual death. And, you know, also I think that there's a secondary application as well, because Paul is uh, writes something interesting um, when he says that um, in the book of Romans, I believe, um, that In chapter 8, let me find it. I want to make sure. And I was thinking of this. This That's why it just kind of came to my mind. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So there's a secondary application that there's the world's philosophy. There's the world's ways that says live for yourself, pursue things. You know, that's the way to live, and it just brings death. And Paul comes along, you know, and he says to be carnally minded is death. It just brings death to your soul and to your spirit. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I think there's that second application as well. And people get fooled, and even Christians, and that's part of the problem, the prosperity gospel, which is not the gospel, the faith movement, is to pursue those things that that the Bible says you're not to prioritize, God blesses us with things, but if we're just carnally minded where we're praying for the Cadillacs and praying for the houses and praying for all of this, then we're just going to reek with death in our soul, and it just begins to bring us down. But it comes to salvation, that Jesus is the way to life. Any other way um, is going to bring death, and then living for Christ as we come to him and making priority the things of the Lord and priority of heaven. So that's what it that's the application we can make.
6: Awesome. That's cool. Thank you. That secondary one is helpful to hear too. So thank you so much.
3: Good question. You call any time, okay, Kelsey?
6: Awesome. Thank you. Will do.
3: You bet, absolutely. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. We do have an open line. 303 690 3000 is the call in number to text line 720 897 Live for the Lord. Listen. It was Solomon that had everything, and he said it's all vanity. And here comes Paul the Apostle, you know, bald head, bold legs, uh, runny eyes, and he says it's real simple. To be carnally minded is going to bring death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And if you really want to have fulfillment and joy and satisfaction in life, be spiritually minded, live for the Lord, live for Him, Um, and He desires for you to, to know uh, that he wants to bless you in that way. But if we just live for the world, we're going to end up being deceived and empty, not because Pastor Jeff says so, because the Word of God says so. So keep your mind on the things above. It's so important. The Bible has a lot to say in the New Testament about renewing your mind and have the mind of Christ. So going to be right back. Uh, got an open line, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. It's the only break of the show. And we'll be on the other side.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley back with you. So blessed to be able to talk with you. The first half of the show was busy with callers, and we got an open line. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute, so grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. You just heard that number, and then the text line. You can text a question or a prayer request, 720 336 0897 and put those two numbers in your contacts that way you can just uh contact us when you want to when the lord is leading you to communicate a question or a prayer request to us in those two different ways real quick uh, announcement i'd like to make on uh, a week from um, well actually on monday uh, we will have our children's festival vacation bible school at island grove park for you in the Greeley area up here in northern colorado all of you know where Island Grove is. That's where we have the Greeley Stampede later on in June. But we're going to have, uh, we do an outreach. We're out in the park from 9.30 to noon. So you can get on our website, register your kids from 5-year-olds to 12-year-olds. There's going to be games. There's going to be teaching. There's going to be crafts. There's going to be um, all kinds of just great activity. It's free. The kids are tremendously blessed. We're outside. Uh, I know the long range showing may be a little bit cooler. Uh, hopefully, the, uh, any moisture will hold off till the afternoon. But register your kids online, Calvary Chapel Greeley, G R E E L E Y dot org. Or you can do so at the church uh, this weekend. Or you can come to the park. If you decide to come last minute, uh, please come and we'll register your children and uh, they worship, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to minister the gospel to your kids, uh, to those. Invite them, uh, neighborhood's uh, family members that have kids. Invite them out. You don't want them to miss this. We place a very, very important priority of ministering to the kids here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. I think that's very important in the day in which we're in, that we minister not only to you adults, that you're getting taught the Word of God as we're going through the book of Colossians we just started, which is an important book doctrinally on the preeminence and sufficiency uh, of Jesus, uh, the uh, the deity of Jesus, very important things, because false doctrine had infiltrated the church in the first century, uh, just as there's false doctrine today. But to be able to minister to your youth, to be able to minister to your children, and we work very hard, and we have a wonderful, wonderful children's ministry Many that volunteer, many that work very hard every week to minister to your kids. This Sunday, we do something different. Traditionally, on the first Sunday of the month, we have an outdoor service. We have an 830 and 1030 outside uh, family service. So we're going to enjoy the outside, start the summer in that way. Uh, But then the rest of the Sundays, we're going to be back in our three morning services, uh, Children's Festival. Check it out. CalvarychapelGreeley.org just wanted you to remember that. Got an open line? Give me a call, 303-690-3000, and we are going to go to uh, Desiree. Uh, Desiree?
1: Yeah. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, So my question is, I have a Greek mother. She goes to the Greek Orthodox Church, and— She believes that when you die, you have to be buried. If you get cremated, then you won't meet Jesus in the sky, you know, when he comes back, and um, you won't have a new body. So it's been this big controversy in in our family of, no, that's not true. But I wanted to know, is there any direction in the Bible about this?
3: Well, I think the direction that I show people, because I get this question, is it okay to cremate? Uh, because some yeah. have been told that the Greek Orthodox, or others have been told that if you get cremated, uh, that you won't go to heaven, or you won't, you know, your your body won't be resurrected. Uh, first of all, uh-huh. Jesus, the Bible says that it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. You know, it's important the decision that you make before you die, not after you die. There's no second chances. Uh-huh. There's no, you know, purgatory. You you know, and God is going to resurrect. You know. He knows every cell. He knows every atom. He holds it all in his hands. You know, what about the Christians that were burnt at the stake? You know, um, are they not going to be resurrected? Um, So uh, the Bible is absent on it. What's important for her to remember is that it's what the decision that you make before you die. And, And many people are cremated today because of the cost. And cremation, all that really does is, as the Bible says, to, you know, to the dust, you know, you shall return, dust to dust. That the Christians that have gone on hundreds of years before us, their bodies are dust. So cremation just really speeds that process up. And with the cost of burial and coffins and everything, that's kind of a a, a choice that, um, you know, people, uh, only choice they really have. They can't afford a burial, But, you know, it's just talking to your, um, you know, your grandmother, um, talking to her, you know, and you can respect her wishes for burial. But to get her firmly um, in, you know, knowing that she can rest, that her belief in Jesus Christ, her faith is what's going to bring her to heaven. And God will be faithful to raise and resurrect her body um, either way. And it's important for all people to know that. Um, that's important the decision that we make before that. there was a lady that came to our church at one time, just a sweet, sweet lady that grew up in a Greek Orthodox church, and her son, uh, who you know I, I know well I was really concerned about her because of the religiousness of it and actually, uh, when she passed away, she loved our church. Um, the family had a Greek orthodox service and and, and it was very, very religious. And and all of that. But he was concerned that she was trusting in that. And I remember talking to her and I said uh, to her, I said, you know, do you know um, the gospel? Do you know, um, you know, what keeps us or, you know, how we can get to heaven? She said, oh, I know that I grew up in all that religion, but I know Jesus and he's my Lord and Savior. And, and she got it. She, she realized it. Um, so just minister the gospel to her. Assure her that God's going to take care of her. Um, that she'll go home to be with Jesus, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And whether she's buried or whether she's cremated, that God's going to resurrect her, her body. And, um, so the Bible doesn't not directly say anything about cremation.
1: Mm hmm. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The, we were, um, we keep having this argument telling her the bible doesn't say that but she just believes that you have to and so yeah we'll we'll keep we'll keep um giving her the gospel cuz you're right they don't really study like the calvary churches or other bible based churches do um they kind of rely more on what the father says so you know the priest and, and so she doesn't really know we tried to we tried to instill that in her but yeah yeah. She knows and, she she loves Jesus. She knows she's gonna to go to heaven, but she thinks it's only if you're gonna be buried and she wants everybody else to be buried so they'll go with her. So it's Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think just focus on the main thing. Focus on okay. Jesus Christ and him crucified for her because it's an argument you're not gonna win. You know? Right. You can talk to her, you can try to comfort her, but just you know, that Jesus is the one that's gonna save you. It's not about how you get buried or anything, but that's ingrained in her, and so just keep mm-hmm. giving her the gospel and keep, you know, ministering to her and loving her and bringing the comfort yeah. of the gospel to her. So, all right, okay,
1: that sounds great. Yep, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day.
3: You, you too. Thanks for calling. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. The text line seven two zero. Three three six zero eight nine seven Calvary Live here on this Tuesday afternoon or evening, wherever you're from. We're going to go to, let's see, we're going to go to um, uh, Matthew in Lakewood. Matthew.
8: Yeah. Good afternoon, uh, Pastor Jeff Figs.
3: Matthew here. How are you?
8: Doing good. I- I'd like to um, put in a prayer request. Mm-hmm. It is for a local uh, Calvary pastor that um was announcing he was taking a sabbatical and I just want to pray for the miracle of healing, um rest for him and that he has perseverance under this um you know under this trial he's going through.
3: Absolutely. Father, we do pray. Um I thank you for Matthew concern for um those who are in the pastorate and that go through just hard seasons and difficult times and Um, that's going to take a sabbatical. I pray that this sabbatical would bring refreshment to him, healing to him if he needs it, strength to him, comfort to him. Uh, Lord, it would be a time where he seeks you. I pray that you'd be with the congregation, that they would just support him in this. And Lord, look to you, that you fill in the needs that they have. So Lord, I just pray that you would uh, bless in every way. And Lord, that you would use this... um, in a way that um, you're working for good. And so, Lord, uh, I thank you again for Matthew, just his concern. Um, May the people show love to this pastor, patience to him, and, Lord, be praying for him during this time where he gets away um, to, to seek you. And we just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
8: Thank you. Have a good day.
3: You too. God bless you. 303-690-3000, Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. call in number text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. it looks like we have a couple open lines so we got plenty of time in the show for you to be able to call in and ask a question and be able to be blessed speaking about uh, the question that we had about um, you know being buried or cremated about the resurrection uh, there's a question came in first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 50 says flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God, does that mean that the resurrection doesn't mean a new physical body? Uh, what is being spoken of when Paul is talking about the resurrection at you know, 1 Corinthians 15, because Jesus bodily rose from the grave, he reminds us that's the very foundation of our faith. Um, if Jesus didn't bodily rise from the grave, we have no hope. We're still in our sins. And because Jesus bodily rose from the grave, we have the promise that we will be raised. But as he says that, I declare to you that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom, that term flesh and blood is simply uh, really an idiom used in Scripture to refer to the mortal uh, perishable humanity. In other words, our bodies here are not going to go to heaven. We're going to get new bodies. And that's what Paul's leading up to. And he says that perishable must clothe itself with imperishable and mortal with immortality. So that's what he's speaking about. We will have new physical bodies in heaven, heavenly bodies, celestial bodies. It won't be the bodies that we have now. There'll be bodies uh, that will last forever and um, and so that's what Paul is talking about. So there will be a bodily resurrection that will take place. That the sound of the trumpet in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the rapture of the church. That the uh, you and I as believers will get that new heavenly body. So just wanted to make bring that clarification. There's confusion at time with that. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. Let's go to Tennessee. Angel. Angel?
5: Yeah, how you doing?
3: Good. How are you?
5: Good. Thank you for taking my call.
3: You bet. Absolutely.
5: There was a gentleman that was just talking, I think, a couple of phones back. Huh? There was somebody on, that, was, uh, that you were talking to about uh, once saved, always saved. Mm-hmm. And uh my uh my thoughts on that was uh that Jesus there was this man uh, that was uh, paralyzed mm-hmm. and uh something happened with uh, they say that the injury would trouble the water and we got in purse would be healed. Mm-hmm. And uh here uh, Jesus met him and was talking to him and uh Healed the man, and then the man. Uh, somebody asked him, "What happened? How, how did you get healed, or well, who who healed you?" And he said, uh, "I don't know. Uh, this man just healed." Right. And then he met Jesus a, a little while later, and Jesus told him that if uh, if you stop if, if you don't stop sinning, something worse is going to happen to you.
3: Right. So w- that conversation that you're probably listening to, if you're listening on Truth FM in Tennessee, yeah, that it's, I saw a, that. yeah it's a week delayed. Right? So I don't know what that conversation was. I, I wasn't, you know, doing the show last week. So, you know, you're listening to a week delay, whoever did it last week. But right. in in John chapter five, it was the man that was at the pool that Jesus said, Do you want to be made well? And he was made well. As, you know, uh, Jesus told him to pick up his uh, bed and walk. He immediately took up his bed and walked. But it was the religious leaders that were upset at Jesus because he did it on the Sabbath day. And they're asking him, who told you to do that? And he said, well, it's, you know, this man told me to do that. So they were very upset at Jesus. And then Jesus found him in the temple and said, see that you have been made well, sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. And a man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Whether he became a believer or not, I don't know. But Jesus is warning him, you know, uh, what does that mean exactly? See that you've been made well. uh, Sin no more lest the worst thing come upon you. Some suggest that maybe it was some kind of, um, you know, something happened to him because uh, of sin. We don't know for sure. We don't know all the circumstances, but Jesus did. And this man immediately went and told the Jews, kind of ratted Jesus out so there's there's no um there's no um here real confirmation that he believed or worshiped the Lord uh, he took up his bed and he walked um, and uh, he we know that uh, the one who was healed did not know that it was Jesus because uh, Jesus had withdrawn, but uh, we don't know, so we don't know if he came to believe if if at that time there's no indication but he was healed by Jesus. Uh, there was a great multitude. The thing to remember up in the Galilee region, it says that great multitudes pressed in on Jesus and he healed every kind of sickness and disease. And he was healing those who had physical infirmities. He is freeing the demoniacs, every kind of disease. And and the crowds began to leave Jesus because they didn't believe. They were looking for the Messiah to be a miracle worker to feed them. You know, he fed the multitudes. And Jesus said, you're only coming to me because of physical gain. So there was the multitudes that began to, when he began to speak about, that pick up your cross and follow after me, they began to leave. And Jesus turned to the disciples and said, you want to go with them? They followed him no more. So they didn't believe in him. Uh, they just wanted the physical healings. They just wanted to be fed. Uh, they wanted him to throw off the yoke of Rome. Uh, so not everybody that Jesus healed uh, would come to believe in him. Um, and the Gospels are pretty clear about that. So good question. And I'm not sure exactly what was going on with all that angel, but, um, you know, feel free to call back. And even if you're a week delayed, I want to remind everybody that on Truth FM and on uh, Hope FM, uh, Living Waters, uh, that you are higher rock radio, a week delayed. You can still call, talk to me, just like what Angel did. Ask your question, and we'll kind of go from there, and be happy to talk to you about those things. In the meantime, we've got a couple open lines. We got some time left in the show. If you want to grab that open line, we're going to go to Wani in Strasbourg. Hi, Wani. How are you?
6: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. How can we pray for you?
7: Well, um. I I was raised in a a family where we went to church, but we never heard the truth. And um, I became a follower of Christ many years ago. My sister, she's um, two years older, she married a Catholic. Um, It wasn't a a devout Catholic, but she converted to Catholicism to marry him, and... um, In the past, every time we've tried to talk, she's in California, and I've said, well, may I pray for you? She's been very uncomfortable. Well, she's having knee surgery tomorrow. Mm -hmm. She's needed it for years, and she finally had to, you know, everything that the doctors told her she needed to do. She's done, um, and she's very, very nervous. She's in her mid-70s, and she has allowed me to pray with her, which is a great, great thing. But I would just like prayers for Paula, that she would just... Feel
3: the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And I'm um, sure, you know, um, one of the things that I have found is sometimes people are a little bit uncomfortable with it, but very seldom do I talk to somebody who's uncomfortable when we tell them, just as you are doing, you know, we will pray for you. I think it brings comfort to them. And um, to know that you care, that you want to pray, and just praying for that surgery. (laughs) So. So, Father, we do pray for, for Wani's sister, Paula. We pray for surgery that she's having, that you bring her just comfort and peace, that she would perceive your presence, Lord. And, Lord, that you'd help Wani be able to follow up with her, and that um, she would know that um, there are people that care about her, her sister cares about her, but most of all, you care about her. And, Lord, I pray that the surgery would go well, that she would rehab well, uh, heal quickly, uh, she would see that you're working. So, Lord, I just pray that you would do that with her. Just be with Juani as she ministers to her family, the the grace and love of Jesus Christ, um, and to be able to soften her heart, Lord, open her eyes, and, Lord, to, to know of your salvation uh, in a very real way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
7: Thank you so much, dear one. And I'm just going to be praying about your... Children's Ministry event starting next Monday, and I wish I lived closer because I have three grandbabies that I would love to bring. But Strasbourg is just a little bit too far.
3: You guys are a little (laughs) bit out there. You've been you've been getting that rain out there. It looked like a storm was headed kind of out that way.
7: Oh yeah, and the wind is horrible. And I just had to replace my windshield, so I'm praying that we don't have any more hail.
3: Well, we're praying too. So God (laughs) bless you. Be careful out there. Okay okay take care thanks you bet absolutely you know sometimes you know it's it's wonderful to be able to minister to our family um and it's important to them and and so keep praying for your family members and uh, continue to pray for them speaking truth to them bringing the comfort of scripture and truth of scripture to them and and um it, it you know, sometimes they may resist it or whatever, but you can do it as, you know, you know your family members better than anybody. And to be able to just keep doing it as the Lord leads you and guides you to do that, and just an encouragement to you. So we do want to go to Philadelphia. Is it SJ is what I got? Hello? Hello, S-J? hello,
8: sir. How are you? Hello, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you? Fine, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking my call.
3: Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah.
8: So, yeah. So, um, my question is that uh, how to listen to God's God's voice? You know, uh, when I'm in situations, uh, thank God I'm a saved uh, person. Uh, like along with my family, they're all saved, uh, and uh, we have a business opportunity. So. When we applied, uh, uh, we had money. But now we don't have any money, you know, to start with the process and everything. Okay, But the uh, opportunity just came. And now I just don't know how to deal with the situation and how to know if it's God's will that we go with that or
3: yeah, what, what, I, to I, do, what to do. I think you're asking a very good question that all of us as Christians— You know, we have the Word of God, and that's primarily how God speaks to us. And sometimes when we're reading the Scriptures, the Lord will point out a Scripture that will apply to your situation. So that's one way that He can speak to you. Uh, I know that there's been times I was praying about something, and I'm having my devotions, and the Lord speaks to me. And it's like very clear that I can make application to my life in this thing. But there are times where we wonder, should we buy this house? Should I move to this city? Should I take this job? Should I start this business? And yeah. and we're praying to the Lord, and the Lord mm-hmm. does want to guide us. I, there's two references that I want to make and give to you. One is Isaiah chapter 30, where he says to the rebellious children of Israel that you seek counsel, but not of me. And they were going to Pharaoh. They were going to Pharaoh's army, and to his wisdom, and the fast Arabian horses. And the Lord says that, you know, Pharaoh's, the world, which is a picture of the world, is not going to help you. And what you need to do is you need to come and seek me, is what the Lord says. And he says, in returning and rest, you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And then he says that therefore the Lord will wait, that he may be gracious to you, and blessed are those who wait for him. And then you will hear a word's behind you saying this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left and go to the right. So number one, you go to him, and that's what you're doing. You're going to him and saying, Lord, I need to, in quietness and confidence, look to you. I can get advice from the world. I can get advice from other people. They're not bad advice, but I need to hear from you. Is this your will for me? And sometimes there's that waiting process, but as we wait for him, we continue to look to him, and he promises— that he'll bless mm-hmm. those who wait for him. And then thirdly, you'll hear a word behind him saying, this is the way walk walking it, go to the left and go to the right. And for me, that Colossians speaks, Paul says, may the peace of God rule in your heart. And that, mm-hmm. word, that word rule literally means a baseball umpire. It means in the Greek to make the call. And I know for mm-hmm. me that I'll pray for something that, and if I don't have a peace about it, I just wait on the Lord. And okay. I need that peace that rules in my heart to move forward. And mm-hmm. if there's caution, you know, that's mm-hmm. in my heart. It's kind of like I'm not going to move forward there mm-hmm. until there's a peace that rules in my heart about this. And the Lord desires to guide us in that way, in that still, mm-hmm. small voice speaking to us, in that peace. There is that time where we step out in faith. Lord, you are given me a peace about this. I believe you're, you, you've spoken to me through your word, applying scripture but you keep going to the Lord and he's gonna he's gonna guide you in that way. Uh, it used to be in the old testament you had the erm and the thumbum that you go to the priest and you he'd pull out a stone and it was either yes or no or they don't know exactly what it was. And it'd be kind of mm-hmm. nice if you could go to the pastor and he'd just open his drawer and pull out mm-hmm. a, a stone <laughs> that tells you yeah. what to do. But we have yeah. something better. We have the Holy Spirit of God. And I I know for me that he'll give me just a piece. And don't be anxious for anything, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So we don't have to be anxious. We pray about everything, thankful in all things. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Here's my request. Here's my desire. Here's the direction that we want to go. He invites us to do that. And then to just be able to to know that he desires to give you that peace that passes understanding, to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And, um, and he may give you a verse to speak to you as you do your devotions. And I know he's worked in my life in that way many times. It's like, I think I really believe in, in that peace that you're speaking to me, Lord. Just being sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And um, it's important for us. And even as Elijah, you might recall Elijah, that he ran from Jezebel, and he was waking up on his way to the mountain of God. And, you know, the angel said, Arise and eat, for the journey is long. And then he went to the mountain, and there was an earthquake, there was the wind, there was the fire, but the Lord wasn't in the wind or the fire or the earthquake, but he heard the still, small voice of the Lord. And it's really important for us as Christians, because the journey is long, isn't it? that we hear the still small voice of the Lord and just have that peace that rules in our hearts and to wait on Him. Uh, I know that when I rush things and I just don't have a peace and I move forward, that it's like, okay, I end up learning that this wasn't from you. But it's just the hand of the Lord will be on you. And even you know, as a church, when we pray about things, I'm reminded of Hezekiah's day when it says that the hand of the Lord was on Judah, And there was a singleness of heart. And there'll just be a peace and a singleness of heart. There'll just be, you know, whether you're doing this with others, that will guide you and direct you. And he wants to do that. So, Father, I pray for my brother that he would hear from the Lord in this situation and hear your voice clearly. This is the way, walk in it. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great, wonderful evening.